0: House Bill 9850, the voters' registration extension and the new candidates for the 2022 elections. Tony Talks with Bongbong Marcos and historical revisionism. And the COVID-19 situation this September in this monthly wrap-up of podcasts. Conversations on Philippine history, politics, and society. Magandang araw ako si Bek.
1: Ako si Aaron. At ako si Lee. At siguradong namimiss na tayo ng ating mga listeners kasi isang buwan na rin mula nung...
0: Sana naman, no?
1: Mula nung ni-wrap up natin yung last season natin. Uh, parating na yung bagong season, pero bago yun, hindi pwedeng na rin pag-usapan yung mga pangyayari nitong buwan ng Setyembre.
0: Yes, and for this wrap up, we are joined by a public historian and public intellectual. Malamang kung active kayo sa Twitter, kilala nyo to So welcome to the show. Chris Pashon.
2: Indio historian. Hello, hello
0: listeners. Yes.
3: <laughs> hello guys. Maraming salamat sa pag-impita.
0: Salamat din sa pagpayag. So very exciting itong September, especially for historians like us. So do mangit kayo siguro mga dalawa. Siguro, well, yung kasi yung interest ng podcast eh, no? Kaya yung issues na identify namin for this month. Mga issues na kumbaga, malapit sa puso namin, just close to our hearts as historian.
1: Simulan natin yung discussion sa isang issue na namabas nung simula ng buwan. Kamakailan, napagkalaman natin na ipinasa sa House of Representatives yung House Bill 9850, which mandates the integration of Philippine history during World War II into the higher education curriculum. And, you know, I think initially ganun lang yung news, No, it's a good thing kasi we should really learn more about our war experience as a nation. Pero this House Bill actually mandates the integration of World War II in the Philippine history subject, particularly yung, uh, I think, readings in Philippine history sa college level. At kailangan, ang requirement ng batas ay 50% nung subject ay dapat nakaalot sa World War II. And as history educators and as historians, I think we are all aware why and how this is a problem. So, anong masasabi nyo? Usapin na ito.
0: So, nung nabasa ko, una ko nabasa nung na-approve sa third reading sa house, tama, no? This month, itong house bill na to, nauna di ko siya pinapansin, pero when I actually got into reading the the proposed um, law or the proposed act, nawindang ako kasi yung una kong tanong, bakit? pero kapag binasa mo kasi yung yung House Bill, don mo makikita kung uh, anong particular na aspeto ng World War II yung ina advocate na gawing significant, really significant portion of the portion on Philippine history in, in college. at makita natin na yung mga stakeholders na itatap nila dito ay yung uh, war veterans, alright. so makita na yung magiging emphasis yung discussion sa World War II would be Particularly the military history aspect of this particular period. And yun nga, yung na yung talang natin dyan ay bakit kasi kung tutuusin, uh World War II only lasted for around three years. It's a very short period. I mean, ng college sy ngantawag syan, Japanese interregnum. Di ba? kasi interregnum lang sa, it wouldn't even uh, qualify as a, as a period. And I think this is also because after the war ended, the ruling elite at least, the political elite, survived, diba Na-restore lang naman yung old order. So, what was so significant about this? Tapos, considering na kapag tinignan natin yung larger picture, it wasn't even our war to begin with, di Yung Yung World War II bilang isang global event, ay hindi naman natin digmaan talaga kung tutusin. So, maari siya nag-instigate ng, ng mga pagbabago sa politika, halimbawa, at sa lipunan sa West, sa Europe. Pero sa Pilipinas... Parang hindi masyado. So, tanong ka, uh, Philippine History subject is a very important uh, course in, in college. In fact, ba, sa CHED at kahit sa atin sa UP, it's a required GE course. So, would we really sacrifice other, uh, I dare say, more significant periods in the past and aspects of our past bilang isang bansa at bilang isang lipunan? Uh, for this very uh, short period na tumatala kayo din ng isang very specific na nausapin na topic, which is the war. At ayun nga, so medyo, medyo bother no? Parang nagbabalik ka don sa <laughs> tradisyon ng pagtuturo at pag-aaral ng kasaysayan na naka, nakatuon sa digmaan, di ba? Or sa affairs ng Estado. Kasi kahit nasabihin nila na, oh, hindi lang naman yung military aspect ng digmaan yung Uh, yung pagtutuunan ng pansin maging yung heroismo, di ba? Yung panahon ng dingwaan. So, again, isa rin napaka-problematikong bagay, ano? Uh, Totoo ba nabibigyan din natin yung heroismo sa panahon ng war? I I don't know. And again, and also from a feminist point of view, sobrang, sorry, sobrang patriarchal at sobrang macho ng ganitong pagtingin sa sa nakaraan. To look at, at the war as a kasi ginagawa nila pinapalabas sila that it was the most significant aspect of our past
3: napag-usapan namin 'yan sa ano sa sa Twitter no yung mga friends natin sa history space uhm
0: uh-huh.
3: um, isa sa mga ano isa sa mga na bring up na issue is yung yung nat no? yung Philippine history kasi ay wala sa wala sa high school mm-hmm. no and um pagdating uh, paglaki ng ano ng kasaysayan sa college usually kailangan muli i-introduce ng mga uh, instructors yung basics ng Philippine History sa college kasi nawala sa high school. no So, um, nauubos yung oras sa pag-i-introduce no ng basics ng kasaysayan. So, parang, ano, parang yung demand na dapat... Uh, not less than 50% yung ilaan na dun sa tatlong tatlong taon na yon. Medyo ano sya no, so um eh uh, with oh,
0: basis <laughs>
3: Walang consultation na nangyari. Although um may balita kami no sa sa aming, ano, mga kaibigan sa National Historical Commission no na nakakuha ng approval. Um ano ang nang ng draft nung ano nung bill sa energy peak. No? So ayun no, pero ambiguous din yung pagkakasabi no kasi parang syempre uh, lahat naman ng ng uh, pag pag ng ano, pag ng ano ng advocacy na kasi sa atin. Eh, papayagan naman ng energy no pero yun na yung yung nuance lang na 50% para lang do sa tatlong taon na yun. At uh, paano naman yung iba? No? Paano naman yung yung ano yung ibang issues ng uh, kasaysayan tulad ng representation o ganyan yung mga marginalized groups no yung mga uh, mga ibang mga ano historical diba or uh, mga iba pa pang culture no, na kailangan pang i-develop sa uh, Philippine history na kulang pa ang tayo so
2: actually no sa akin naman para siyang ano eh nung nung nabalitaan ko yung tungkol dito sa uh, proposed bill na ito yung unang reaction ko para siyang uh, one step forward, two steps back. Alam mo yon na na merong merong conscious effort to bring history into the discussion and have it uh front and center sa curriculum and so on. Pero parang two steps back kasi nga ang daming issue na na kailangang iunpack at at i-discuss pa bakit yung particular period na yun yung yung pipiliin. No? So uh at syempre, hindi ko alam kung ako ay skeptic lang talaga at natatakot rin. Kasi, di ba, alam naman natin na yung... At eto at ay later on, syempre, magbe-bring up din natin dahil September wrap-up eto di ba? Na uh, isang malaking propaganda talaga na nag-launch sa career ni Ferdinand Marcos ay yung uh, World War II heroism niya, supposedly, di ba? So, nandun lang ako sa point na paano natin ma-ensure na hindi ito magagamit again as a platform to revitalize yung ganitong imagery ng ni Ferdinand Marcos sa kasaysayan na naginamit na niya noon sa sa isang paraan na uh, para in a way maloko yung taong bayan na siya ay bayani ng World War II at pinabulaanan na ito ng National Historical Commission of the Philippines dun sa mahabang uh, paper na kanilang uh, inilabas para tutulan yung pag, muling paglibing uh, o paglilipat ng mga labi ni Ferdinand Marcos sa libingan ng mga bayani. So kung magkakaroon ng platform na ganito kalaki na 50%, no, yung World War II, baka tulad ng binanggit ni Beck at ni Chris kanina, maha-highlight yung uh, idea na you can be a hero only in time of war. May, meron siyang ganun pwedeng unintended consequence. Tapos kung ganun yung consequence, edi eh, ang laking bayani talaga ni Ferdinand Marcos. Yung mga ganun na pwedeng magkabit-kabit na na issue na, na katulad ng sinabi ni Chris kanina dahil nga mag in a way sa maraming paraan ay magsisimula ulit yung college instructor sa pagbe-build ng kaalaman tungkol sa history para sa mga estudyante na apat anim na taon na walang history dahil mapuputol nga yung Philippine history education nila. Uh, tapos yun yung na nila na naparaan, di ba? No So, uh, yung mga ganong kabit-kabit na na issue lang din na hindi lang siya sa akin sa usapin ng polisiya uh, in terms of uh, sino yung nagpupush ng mga ganitong legislation. Uh, pero yung mga unin- unintended consequences nito in the future na pwedeng maging uh Resulta ng ganitong klaseng legislation. Tapos syempre kung, ang sa akin lang, kung may ganitong mga pagpupush ng sa historical awareness, marami mga ibang channels katulad ng pag increase ng budget ng NHCP for example or pag sa mga research grant para makuha yung narratives ng mga war veteran pagsuporta sa mga scholar na nagre-research sa period ito. So maraming paraan para ma-i-highlight yung World War II think I think hindi kailangan na 50% ng panahon nagugugulin sa pag-aaral ay idedevote doon sa period
1: I wrote an article an opinion piece sa Rappler about this because I had a lot to say about <laughs> it pero more than anything I'm just scared kasi we know how the military has been given um, a very prominent space in the Duterte administration and even the NTFL kak ba their mode nila is, um, is to fight communism and left-leaning ideology. The problem with sa promotion of military ideology, especially if they World War II, is it can also be a vehicle for this ludicrous idea of the government that the left is gaining ground in the Philippines, kahit na hindi naman talaga. So we should be careful because any study of the war can lead to the glorification and justification of war. Uh, na okay lang gawin siya kasi para naman sa bayan, di ba? Hindi lang naman yun yung paraan para ipakila na mahal mo ang bayan. At hindi lang naman sa war natin nakikita yung patriotism at nationalism at maraming paraan para mag-manifest ito.
3: Uh, this uh, September uh, is the 49th anniversary uh, of the commemoration of uh, Martial Law And um, yung September 11 nga, no? Um, ah uh, kino-memorize ng mga uh, pa natin sa ito yung uh presidential birthday ni Ferdinand Marcos no and uh soon no? um uh i don't no? uh, may may online presence din yung uh, pagbati doon sa birthday ni uh, Senator Bongbong Marcos no and uh, uh true half no yung same yung occasion na yon no um dumitaw yung um, interview, no, ni Tony gonzaga, no isang, hira uh, langon celebrity. No? Um, after he, uh, she interviewed um, uh, the vice president, and then uh, the other um uh, people from the political opposition, in uh, interview nya ito, no. And, um, nitalong ng ano ng malawak backlash, uh, especially on Twitter, kasi ang Twitter uh new structure tradition and the way yung algorithm sa Twitter kasi hindi magay mapenetrate dito ng mga uh propaganda posts no? like on Facebook it could drown uh, organic discussion so most of the people no na dissenters no nasa Twitter and uh nagmula din doon yung yung backlash no against uh Tony Gonzaga and uh ayun na no the I, uh, I was very impatient about it. na hindi ko pinero yung entire team, no? pero based on what I know, no, dito sa mga nagsit, no, um, talagang ano, no, talagang there's a, an effort to humanize, no, si, si Bongbong Marcos, no, na, na may mga linya, ano, na, ako lang siya ganyan, na ano, um, tao dito may pa na, ano, na. Uh, in-invite daw siya ni... Uh, in-invite daw siya ni... Uh, 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 yung dictator ng state, no? So, Generalissimo Franco, no? So, nag din yun, no? And uh, sa, sa Twitter, no? Pero yun niya, no? Kasi uh, ako, I would always caution my self na... Hindi talaga... Hindi talaga... Even when... Uh, organic descent is very alive on Twitter. Hindi natin to reflection nito ang kwento sa dalas no sa offline. So um uh yun si Tony Jagger no parang ano parang ah uh, ah uh, she enters into that notion na na oh ano naman naging balance lang naman ako naging impartial lang naman ako no I'm tapos lumitaw pa, no yung isang interview no with with her and ah. Uh, uh, will Dassovich no. You um uh, basically saying, no, na ng tao, no, uh, we all have stories to tell, no. Whether good or bad, no. Uh, we all have stories to tell, and it's worth telling. Parang ganun, no? so, so um, it's basically dismissing um all the the evidences, no. Um, gathered by journalists and historians, no, On on the. Uh, record, no, that was uh, made uh during the Marcos regime, no. So um, it's another thing to humanize, no, and gain sympathy also from from the viewers. And true enough, no, talagang daming, ano, and daming mga supporters ng uh, ng senador, ng dating senador na may ano, no, kilo promote si Tony Benjaga, and uh talagang ano, talagang uh even even ano even using the narrative in saying um, Nagiging unfair, no? nagiging unfair yung, yung mga kumukonta kay BPM, no Kasi uh, yun na parang uh, very biased daw. No? Uh, never mind ignoring the fact no, na itong mga atrocities committed under under the 3G no? and uh, a host of other
2: uh, plunder cases. No? So yun, no? yun yung just the gist of it. Actually hindi ko pinanood yung video.
0: Hindi <laughs> kaya. Ka-
2: siguro okay. dahil uh, ay- ko lang ayoko lang i-boost yung platform or something pero uh, or h- baka hindi ko kasi kayanin in the long run na pakinggan yung yung mga sasabihin. Uh, so siguro yung sasabihin ko na lang dito is uh yung yung uh, broader discussion siguro na mari nating gawin dito sa nangyari sa Tony Talks at sa perspective natin on martial law. I think ito rin yung isang bagay na kailangan nating pag-usapan pagdating sa social media at don sa uh, pagbabago ng landscape ng, ng pag-disseminate ng information at ng content sa wider public. Kasi di ba kung, kung sa traditional media, kung sa television, sa newspaper or sa radio, diba, We usually have these uh particular bodies like nakapisanan na mga broadcaster ng Pilipinas and then you have ethics na nasinusunod ganyan. No? So, merong mga standards of journalism, quote-unquote, na uh, baka hindi nasasakop or hindi naiisip ng mga uh, content creator kapag nasa public platform kakatulad ng YouTube, ba? At yung, yung ganitong aspekto lang din, I think yung uh, idea na uh, yung democratization ng social media pagdating sa pagbibigay ng boses sa mga tao no so while we recognize yung power n'on de i think itong ganitong klasing situation katulad ng nangyari sa Tony talks also reminds us of the need to also talk about the limits and the dangers of social media as well, lalo na pagdating sa pagpapakalat ng information at sa consume din natin mismo ng information. ba Kasi hindi naman din siya tungkol lang din dun sa content creator, kundi I think tungkol din siya dun sa public na consume ng content. Diba, no, So napakahalaga din nung pag-arm natin sa mga tao na, uh, ng information at ng critical thinking skills para kung ano yung content na ibigay sa kanila ng mga content creator na ito ay kaya nilang pumosisyon at uh, tasahin yung mga ganitong uh, mga content no so i think yun yung brother perspective sakin sa na gusto kong tingnan natin dito sa Tony Talks kasi hindi lang naman si Tony Gonzaga yung nag-iisang content creator na nag- nagkaroon na nagbigay ng platform uh, sa mga Marcos para magkaroon ng whitewashing at ng historical distortion, ba? At mas madami pang insidious actually sa kanya. Uh, pero ang laki kasi nung clout ni, ni Tony Gonzaga sa sa YouTube, kaya talagang napag-usapan siya. Pero I think kailangan nating pag-usapan na hindi ito isolated case at ito ay uh, marami ng mga content creator yung gumagawa nito. At we can even argue that maybe the Marcos family themselves are out to fund uh, projects that would create narratives uh, different from from several historical sources would say. No, So, uh, I think yun yung critical point na kailangan natin pag-usapan dito. Hindi lang siya usapin ng sino yung nag-create ng content, pero kailangan din natin pag-usapan yung consumption ng content. Kung paano siya tinatanggap ng mga tao.
1: Ako naman maging parang conspiracy theorist, no? Pero there's something hmm. about the timing of this interview. Mm-hmm. Why do it in the same month when we commemorate and remember the declaration of martial law? Why do it um, a little over a few hmm. weeks before the um, filing of candidacies? Um, and why through this platform? So, malino na milo, malino talaga. No? ko lang, no? ito very weird to, pero na ko si Amy Marcos when she was asked about her diploma sa Princeton Bayon ang yeah. sabi niya ay mm, Princeton yes sabi niya yes tama po talaga it's the season election na talaga so ini yun niyong masasabi ko rin talaga election na talaga at mukhang ginagamit na platform itong mga YouTubers kasi adam naman natin no um, it's not Tony actually eh it's Alex Gonzaga who has a bigger platform pero by extension parang si Tony ginagamit na rin yung clout ng kapatid niya. At yung, syempre, ma- mahirap din namang i-deny yung, yung mismong personal at direct relationship ni Tony sa, sa Marcos family at kay Bongbong Marcos. Naging ninong nila sa kasali eh. Ano pa bang connection na nga hanapin natin? Although, mm. others would say na, eh, bakit, si, bakit inaaway si Tony? In-interview in- niya rin naman si Lenny. Pero hindi kasi yun yung pointe eh, di ba? Hindi naman porque nandyan yung tao, bibigyan natin ng platform.
0: Yes, and while we cannot prove that, you know, the Marcoses are paying these people, like Tony Gonzaga, to create content like, you know, like this one, ang pwede nating sabihin uh, na sure tayo ay yung they are loyal to their own. Tama sinabi, hindi lang ninong basta-basta ni Tony Gonzaga, si Bongbong Marcos. Siya yung, si Bongbong Bong mismo yung naghatid kay Tony Gonzaga sa altar nung kasal nila. So they were really, really close. And just when I thought Tony Gonzaga was having this character development interviewing uh, Chell no and Lenny Robredo about the dangers of martial law, about the dangers of, of corruption and of, you know, um, lack of integrity while in public office. Wala pa rin, hindi naman, I mean, biglang, biglang may ganito. And nagagree ako na um, weird yung, or I think very well-orchestrated, but I think we can argue, and I, I dare say na bahagyan ng mas malaking um, architecture na ginawa ng, ng Marcos apologists um, for a very well-oiled uh, propaganda machinery for their political revival. or I I don't want to say revival kasi pag sabi mo yan, then kailangan mo i-argue na nawala sila talaga. Pero hindi naman. I mean, five years lang naman na-exile ang mga Marcoses sa Hawaii. 1991, nakabalit na ng Pilipinas. And as early as that, they already started running for local offices in, in Ilocos. So, yun. Uh, ang, ang interesting dito, nung nag-weigh in yung ibang mga politiko natin. Like, for example, Jesus Scudero na alam natin, ang tatay ni Mrs. Scudero ay isang um, crony. Ano? So sabi niya, why are you going after Tony Gonzaga? Diba? Channel niya yun eh. Right? So freedom of speech or something like that. So, they're, they're defending Tony um, along that trope of you know, freedom of expression and so on. Pero tulad ng no, isa kong Shinere na sinabi ng isang philosopher na si Karl Popper. Um, yes, we should practice tolerance, but at the same time, we shouldn't really be tolerant of the intolerance, right? And I think Bongbong um, Bong Marcos uh, defending and remaining unapologetic to the authoritarian legacy of his father was that is the embodiment or remains to be the embodiment of intolerance in Philippine politics. And do we really want to give? platform to this clearly undemocratic leader. I mean, he's all praises now with the generalism of Franco, diba, na isang pasista uh, sa, sa España. So what does that say? So yun yung gusto kong sabihin. I mean, um, yung sinasabi ni Aaron about consumption. This particular video is already the most watched um, content in Tony's YouTube channel. So really, really dangerous and um yes i mean this month um and i would like i would like to end with this note ano um, this month i think um our uh should i say our echo chamber halimbawa tayong mga anti marcos historian kiniklaim ko na ano yung mga nakikita natin mga commemorations about the atrocities of martial law yung mga nakikita natin sa facebook sa twitter pero hindi ito yung nakikita ng iba all right nung iba nating mga Iba peers, iba mga relatives, ganyan. So I think the challenge for us would be to break through this echo chamber and to reach wider audiences. When we, kapag pinapakalat natin yung yung mensahe na um, the martial law years were not glorious years in Philippine economy, politics, society, uh, Marcos was a corrupt and murderous dictator. And Marshallow was a dark period, was the darkest period in our post war history. So, yun yung, I think, uh, challenge ano, para sa ating mga um, anti dictatorship and democratic and pro democratic, pro democracy advocates and, and activists. So, there.
2: Alright, so 19 months since the first lockdown was introduced in the Philippines uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Philippines is still in a lockdown but this time around the government has introduced a new set of nomenclature hindi na itama ba hindi na and QC MECQ <laughs> di mayroon ng
1: alert levels uh, na ginagawa no so dati di ba ano tiny bubbles Ano pa yung mga uso dati yes <laughs> no.
2: No. yes
1: no, so sa gitna
2: ng ng ongoing battle natin with the COVID-19 pandemic we are recording this uh, monthly wrap up on uh, 26 of September meron tayong recorded cases so far na uh, 2 million na no Napuma- 2. Point, halos 2.5 million na yung yung recorded cases natin since the the first recorded case at siyempre nagkaroon na rin ng pronouncement na nasa Pilipinas na nga yung tinatag na lambda variant so hindi na lang siya yung delta variant so meron ng lambda va- lambda variant Uh, At pagkatapos ay uh, sa gitna ng lahat ng paglaban natin sa COVID-19 pandemic na expose yung corruption na nangyayari sa likod ng procurement ng maraming supplies, medical supplies, katulad noong uh, ever-famous or infamous na face shield mula doon sa sa Farmali na uh, nakikita formally no nakita natin na uh, with the senate inquiries no lumabas na na talagang mayroong uh, katiwalian dahil sila mismo ay inamin nila na sila ay nagbebenta ng substandard na, na face shield no pero ito ay patuloy pa ring binibili at ipinapamahagi ng ng gobyerno no at recently lang din ay naglabas ng ng declaration si President Rodrigo Duterte na hindi na required ang face shield. So after 19 months when uh medical practitioner medical professionals are trying to argue na uh, hindi naman talaga siya 100% effective, uh finally ay meron ng ganitong pronounce. Pero hindi natin alam kung magiging uh, polisiya din talaga ito, no? At uh siyempre, uh hindi pa din natatapos yung ating COVID-19 situationer. Uh siyempre patuloy pa rin nasa no, gitna ng lahat ng mga nangyayari sa bansa, no? Uh, nakakabahala pa lang, lang din talaga na may, yung priorities ng gobyerno ay parang misplaced talaga, katulad na lang nung balita na, na makita, nakita natin sa social media recently. Meron pang installation sa Manila Bay, nung Manila Bay Dolomite Beach. Walang space no? yun, ah? Oo no, oh, oh, na. Sabihin na mo in na one breath. Ng, oh, oh, na, Ma- Ma- Manila Bay Dolomite Beach. <laughs> I mean, no? So, uh, so Bilion gina kinagastos ng pamahalaan sa pagda dump ng dolomite para magmukang white sand yung Manila Bay, when in fact, pwede nating masabi na yung pondo na yun ay pwedeng idinagdag na lang sa serbisyong pang pangkalusugan, uh, karagdagang bayad sa mga health worker, uh, pagbili ng supplies and so on. No pero hindi no sa dolomite siya uh, na pupunta. No so. Uh, Hindi pa natin nakikita yung end ng pandemic sa konteksto ng Pilipinas sa ngayon uh, at hindi natin alam kung kailan natin makikita to kasi uh, mukhang talagang napaka-pressing ng issue ngayon talaga ng ng elections at mukang a regime a regime change would be the only way to to see a significant change in the public health uh, policy in the Philippines. So kumusta ang COVID situation para sa inyo?
0: All right. Uh, alam mo sobrang fitting nung remark ni Vice President Leni Robredo tungkol dito sa parliamentary issue. Simple lang sabi niya, 'yung tanong niya, paano kayo nakakatulog sa gabi? Right? Which is uh diba? it's a very valid, it's a very I don't know, um cathartic sentiment na I think it it echoes my own sentiment and a lot of other people's sentiments. Paano kaya nakatulog sa gabi na sa gitna ng pandemya na sobrang daming nagkakasakit at namamatay kahit yung mga mismong vakunado? Siguro dahil na rin sa pagbitaw ng mga maraming variants, may mga ganitong klaseng corruption tapos na-unravel na yung uh, connect-connect ng mga taong involved dito sa formally corruption scandal na to. And I would also like to comment on the callousness involved with this Corruption Scandal, and yung binanggit ni Aaron kanila na, okay, Manila Baywalk Dolomite, White Sand Beach, ayun no? <laughs> Manila Baywalk Dolomite Beach. So, it's a, it's a very callous move. I mean, considering how much frack it drew, or er, nung, nung unang inilaunch itong Dolomite Beach na to, kasi nga, um, the nation is actually in crisis, tapos uh, ganito yung, yung nangyayari. So, ako personally, I thought that things would get better with the introduction of vaccines. To be fair, madame uh, madaming mga tao na yung nababakunahan. Um I think uh yung progress natin was actually faster than than expected. It's already faster than expected, pero hindi siya naka translate into lower cases. I mean the past the past weeks ang tataas ng cases pumapalo na. I think today I 20,700 something pa rin yung kaso. So it's not getting any better actually. Uh hospitals are still full. People are advised to you know to buy their own oxygen tanks and oximeters at home kasi expected na wala wala ma, walang slot sa mga sa mga hospital. So I think kung maraming mas maraming mga tao ang nababakunahan Pero hindi pa rin nag yung overall COVID situation sa Pilipinas. Siguro naman uh, fair na na isisi talaga sa management ng pandemic. When it, com- when it comes to restrictions, for example, and um, I think i bubble tayo dun sa ayuda or the sa social safety net na sa provides sa mga tao to you know to persuade them to keep from doing their usual economic activities and so on and medyo na na start talaga 'yung sinabi ni Ira na 19 months na pala so libang buwan na lang dalawang taon na time ganito <laughs> and true not know, and tama tama 'yung sinasabi natin na wala pa akong nakikitang liwanag sa dulo ng tunnel there is the covid-19 pandemic i'm seeing my friends walking around different countries like in the states or in europe walang mask mesh Nangtalan dito, nakikipag-away ka sa guardiya sa isang sa mga government agencies kasi ayaw kang papasukin dahil wala kang facial. And by the way, by the way, binanggit ni ni Crisyata kanina na or ni Aaron na tinanggal na ni Duterte yung pag-require sa mga facial. Ginawa na rin niya yan earlier this year. Inannounce niya na ano, wala nang facial, pero nung nag-spike yung kaso binawi niya. So I don't think this is the end of, you know, our facial. <laughs> ...trouble here in the Philippines. So, ayun. <laughs> Sorry, kasi mag lang talaga ako kapag COVID-19 situation yung pinag-uusapan. Kasi sobrang nakakadisillusion disillusion na yung mga nangyayari.
1: Ako naman? Just to weigh in. Okay. Itong formally scandal, I think 10 billion. Tapos yung PhilHealth na 15 billion. Naalala nyo yun yung PDAF scam, 10 billion lang yun eh. Pero parang mas malalayong indignation. Nung PIDAF, kesa ngayon na ang nawawala sa atin ay billion bilyon din. Pero parang hindi ko maramdaman yung indignation na naramdaman ko nung, at naram, nakita natin lahat noong um, comparable scandals noong panahon ni, ni Pinoy. So, tapos just recently uh, lumabas yung uh, uh, yung survey regarding sa satisfaction rating ni Duterte and he still it's I mean, patapos na in term niya, pero 75%. Have we ever seen a president as popular as this guy? So, with his bungled and mismanaged COVID response, I don't see how it is still possible that he remains popular. So, sobrang galing niya sigurong mag-spin ng, ng, ng balita or to, to, to still be popular amidst all the scandals. Baka dapat yung Netflix series na How to Become a Tyrant, baka dapat isama na siya ron kasi... Masterclass talaga siya of popularity <laughs> and as historians na meron tayong pagtingin sa mga presidente bilang historical figures and the leadership that they gave nung kanilang presidencies ang hirap ang hirap pagbanggain yung popularity ng Duterte knowing what is being done by the Duterte administration and how it actually directly affects as hindi ko matanggi pe eh, na yung mga pamilya natin nararanasan nito and yet, as historians, all we can do is watch. Kasi wala pa tayong magawa. Kasi hindi pa ripe yung moment para labanan si Duterte, it seems. Or is it just me na parang sobrang jaded ko na, ba, na anong scandal pa ba yung kailangan para magalit yung mga tao? <laughs> I think y- yun yung iniisip ko. Kasi every time na mag-wrap up tayo at may COVID situation, it's very clear. I mean, we don't really have to be anti-Duterte to know. Something is not going right. And yet, they still, I mean, the Philippines still loves Duterte. So, ang hirap i-reconcile. Yun lang naman yung point
3: ko. Mandaming, ano, madaming uh, issues doon, no, pagdating doon sa hindi natin talaga ma-reconcile
1: no. kasi um,
3: iba talaga yung reality on the ground. May may narinig ng ano, talking uh, talking to uh, people, no, sa sa labas na may, may pag-iisip kasi na naihiwalay naihiwalay no, ng mga tao yung ah no ng administrasyon dun sa pangulo no uh, may ano no may parang oh hindi naman siya anon ginag na... oopapagod na pagod na kasi siya ganyan at kaya Ay, yung hindi. ano bawa yung kritisismo kahit sa nagmumula sa mga decentralized uh, sa mga sa Duterte supporters no ang kritisismo nila nakatuon dun sa mga gabinete, no miyembro ng mga gabinete, pero hindi doon sa pangulo no parang parang ano nagkakaroon talaga ng cognitive dissonance and um eh uh, ko ba ma- hindi naman natin agad-agad ma-dismiss 'yung ag- talaga na totally as fanaticism eh, no kasi um naalala ko yung, um pelikula na our Brand is crisis no? yung um talagang yung crisis kasi Kahit na ano kaii na pinatanggal nito yung tabing napinapakita niya kung gaano kapalpak ang isang uh, uh, authoritarian regime kasi basically echo chamber lang yung isang bosesensi natin kina mo so no solutions would come from that echo chamber no kasi ayaw mo ng disen pero at the same time kasi no you can create a a worldview a version of the world na 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 di sensitize yung mga tao and people get convinced na oh kanibaw yan yung yung pagdating ng bakuna no very grateful yung mga tao and some um some uh, thinkers are saying doon no, na baka gamitin din ito just to ano no to push this uh, yung campaign for the elections no so oh dumating na yung mga bakuna oh salamat salamat so um may cultural factors din doon and um a lot of uh you know um yung yung uh, patronage no yung yung links din no napakatob talaga ng sa ng politika natin and of course no yung yung ayaw na ayaw ko rin talaga yung pinitingnan si Pangulong Duterte as ano ama ng bayan no uh, ako may, may, nag-work ako sa official gadget no under the previous administration Nababanggit din yun, no, yung katagang yun, ama ng bayan, doon sa speech ni Pinoy. Talaga, hindi, hindi ko talaga yun matanggap kasi, ang ama kasi, no, um, hindi mo yan pinili, no, hindi mo yan pinili. Pinangana ka sa pamilya yun, hindi mo siya pinili. At kung abusado man yung ano yung tatay mo, uh, di ba, may kultura tayo na hindi mo pwede pagsalitaan ng masama yung tatay mo, ganyan. And you also appeal to moral, di ba, yung fabric of the family, ganyan. Pag sinabi mong ama ng bayan, hindi sa ama kasi hinalal siya eh. At merong set of expectations doon. No? Kaya nga, ang pagiging Pangulo, hindi rin naman natin hinalal ng pagiging santo eh. Ang kailangan lang natin talaga within that six-year term, no? ma-fulfill niya yung duty niya sa, hmm. sa mga, sa mga maya na naghalal sa kanya. So, uh, kahit yung, pag, uh, yung katagarin kay Vice President Lenny Robledo na hinalang bayan, hindi, hindi ko talaga tuloy. Parang ano, ah hinahalal natin sila at may hangga na ng term nila dahil ang ano sila ang ang dahilan nila sa kanilang duty ay para pagsilbihan ng taong bayan. May pangako sila na, na sinabi no na dapat yung mga pangakong nilang yun dapat doon sila sinusukat o no? doon sila kasi And uh, hindi mo pwedeng i-measure ang ama ng bayan. <laughs> ama mo yun, eh, di ba? Mag- ama mga eh. So, parang talagang ito oh, So, ayun. Yun lang naman yung ano ko doon. So, um, yung notion na ama siya, therefore, no, hindi mo siya pwedeng criticize criticize na natin yung mga cabinet members niya. Yun din siguro yung kaya may disconnect, no? Na kahit kitang-kita na mga tao na namatay na sila and all, pero nasisinsin nila sa yun, hindi sa, sa no decision maker, no? Kundi doon sa Mas mga tao, no na inappoint din niya. So,
0: so tama yung sinabi ni Chris ano, about um the problem with that kind of, of tatay digong rhetoric. Hindi mo naman masisingil kasi yung tatay mo. And I think accountability is a very important um element of of democracy. With will you hold your father accountable? Para parang parang hindi naman yun ang gayari talaga. So, um and speaking of um elections and president. This month mangidan ngarin ang mga kandidato, ang mga pulitiko na nag-express ng kanilang intention to run. Kasi by next month, I think the COMELEC would already ask them to to officially declare their their candidacy. And in fact, yung voters' registration na dapat then ay magtatapos ngayong buwan ay petition na ma-extend hanggang next month din, no? so Pero I think the more interesting part of, of the 2022 election y- was yun nga, yung, yung pag-declare ng mga politiko to, um, of their intention to run for presidency. Um, and I think among the first um, candidates um, who declared their intention to run uh, were Panfilo Laxon for president with Senate President Ito Soto as his vice president. Ano? Tapos, uh, nariyan na rin ang nag-declare ng kandidatura na si Manila Mayor um, Isco Moreno Dumagoso at sempre si Manny Pacquiao. Okay, so napaka-interesting nitong mix na to kasi among all of these candidates, I don't think... Um, any of them actually represents the opposition. I mean, diba, itong mga taong ito ay, kung hindi man ambivalent, ay talagang outrightly supportive of the Duterte administration since 2016. Tapos ngayon, that they're declaring their um, respective bids for presidencies. Then suddenly, meron silang mga kritis- kritisismo, like si Manny Pacquiao, halimbawa, for the past months, diba, nagpapalitan sila, ng, uh, nagbabatuhan sila ng patutsada uh ni ni Rodrigo Duterte. Um, so for for the next month for October, I am looking forward to seeing you know, um real alternative candidates. Halimbawa, so syempre inaabangan pa rin natin yung kandidatura ng mga taong talagang nag-embody ng opposition for uh, the very important um, or for the for the uh for the presidency. Okay? So what can you say about these developments? ah uh, patungkol sa 2022 presidential election na ilang buwan na lang tayo, ba mga ano ba 8 months
3: 7 months actually i know no, may um may pressure no for example to for ano no nagbi-build up pala yung pressure for vice president Leni Robredo to run know, and um other potential opposition candidates are giving her an ultimatum no, na pa dapat tumakbo kapag hindi ka tumakbo, tapakbo ako, ganyan, no? And, um, adaming dynamics kasi, ano, na parang, ako, uh, uh, oh, I really appreciate um uh, the Vice President's efforts to unite the opposition. Kasi kailangan talagang magkaroon ng broad coalition in order to defeat, no, the, the, the ruling, uh, ano, no, incumbent, ano. Pero, yun nga, no, parang, um, as of this moment kasi, um, Uh, I could also feel the frustration among... Yung mga, ano, yung yung tayo, no? I could feel the frustration online na... Wala, eh. Pare-pareho lang yung lumabas, no? Na na mga kandidato. And, um... Kung parang, what is she waiting for, no? Pero at the same time kasi, I'm careful also not to pressure her. Kasi people have been saying, no? Na si Vice President na dapat, ano, uh... You owe you owe that to run. Parang, No, she doesn't owe any one of us anything. No, Kasi, um for we needed we I don't know. No? Yung yung uh, based on her track record alone. No, sa paghiiba uh, pangulo ng Pilipinas. Sobrang ano story niya no kanyang record na na imagine no yung giving ano giving um parang, ano to yung yung uh, support sa mga para magkaroon ka ng para ma-encourage yung mga tao na no bibigyan mo sila ng incentive no very positive no hindi katulad nung nung alternative na ayun oh pa magpabakuna papakulong kayo no napaka <laughs> napaka I no napaka am um, napaka sige ng utak nung anon yung age age is raising ko mamantahan mo again yung, yung uh, sambayananan no? pero uh, we're seeing, ano eh, ako I'm being patient about it. No? Ako personally, you no. Know, I, I, I do not play na uh, marami, marami yung tulad ko. Pero kasi ano eh, no. Um, uh, iba rin kasi yung support no? na ginagaw ni Vice President. No? Isang tawag lang niya, halimbawa, uh, a lot of people would contribute, would donate no? doon sa mga programs niya and because of her transparency and also yung openness niya to collaborate no and um uh yung push niya for for ano, for participative governance and uh that's very attractive and uh a complete uh, a complete uh, opposing uh stand no from from the incumbent administration and um ako parang na appreciate ko yun no yung yung wish uh, niya na to garner a broad uh, uh, opposition, and uh, I think I'm not the only one person who would, would say that uh, we need I don't know no, we need the broadest no, opposition, and and I think it's about time, that We know that ah uh, uh, yung the divisive na dilaw and pula you no? and parang ano na yun? Parang kung yung bahay mo ahh uh, pagdididat yung pabahin natin kung may yung publik, parang kailangan mo na i ano yung mm-hmm. ano no, i uh, i tapong yung yung uh, yung tubig sa nasusunog sa nasusulong And uh, saka na and sa kanlata isayat kung ano muna ng mga pagkakaiba the important thing is to defeat the the anti democratic forces that would silence our the the country's the nation's voice yun lang naman yung sa akin no? pero um we ako and nakita ko yung um uh the way that uh she's being given an ultimatum. Na may may tension na ano, may pagka uh, ano uh, uh anti-women no. Parang nilamaliit mo eh no, may it no based on, on on her gender which is uh very, you know, very bad you know, sa perception ko.
1: So you All right.
0: How about you Lee? What do you think?
1: ayan na nga, malapit na nga talaga ang na, no? At ako, ang iniisip ko, maaga pa rin. I mean, kahit sabihin natin na malapit na ang deadline of filing, pwede kasing mag-file and then bawiin or magdeklarana na I'll be running as president just to get the feelers out kung okay ba, nataas ba yung rating ko sa surveys, and then kapag hindi naman tumaas, pwedeng bawiin. It's never too late for the opposition to unite under a common candidate. But more than that, dapat may non-negotiables tayo when it comes to who we will support. At although I appreciate ko naman si VP Lenny na gusto niya rin talagang magkaroon ng malawak na suporta at malawak na koalisyon para nangalabanan ang Duterte administration. Pero sana yung susuportahan, hindi katulad din ni Duterte. Kasi I'm really bothered by the tendencies of Isko Moreno, Tumagos, to be to be very trapo, na sasabihin lang yung mga bagay na niya ngayon kasi he knows and he wants to ensure the widest support from all people. But, of course, I'd rather that VP Leni runs for the presidency. But si VP Leni rin, I think she's very careful and calculated with her pronouncements and what she wants to do. But, at the end of the day, hindi rin natin siya pwedeng madaliin. Iyon, so, ang akin lang hindi pa talaga natin nakikita yung totoong landscape ng 2022 elections. We are just starting. And hopefully, at the end of the day, maging maayos yung resulta. I mean, tayo ng totoong choices sa pagka-presidente kasi our nation really needs it.
2: Uh, agree ako dun sa mga sinabi ninyo, no? Ta- pero talagang sa akin, uh, Kung magkaroon man o wala ng genuine quote-unquote opposition candidate sa dadating na eleksyon, I think it should not stop us or stop everyone from doing our due diligence and also uh, really scrutinizing whoever are the candidate candidates that we are left with. No? Na kung, kung meron man o wala ng genuine opposition, Ah uh, kung same ba na silang lahat no it should not stop maybe if not, if not even more so na dapat mas maging active tayo sa pag-scrutinize sa kanila kung pare-pareho sila uh, sa tingin natin no so yun yung sa akin na mas malaking laban no i think more than yung yung paghahanap ng genuine opposition candidate Mas malaking laban yung page ensure natin na magiging malinis yung eleksyon, yung page ensure natin na talagang uh, i-exercise natin yung ating responsibilidad na talagang kilalanin yung mga kandidato at uh, talagang i-hold sila uh, accountable and and let's not be afraid to speak truth to power. No yun yung I think talagang malaking malaking hamon sa atin na na parating dito sa padating na kampanya hanggang sa election at sa immediate months after the election next year. Bukod pa sa nangyayari to sa gitna ng pandemia, no, napakalaki ng at stake dito sa sa election na ito. Kaya naman, sana uh, kung ikaw ay nakikinig ng monthly wrap-up namin ngayong September at hindi na-extend ang voters registration, sana ay nakapag-register ka to vote at sana ay bumoto ka sa darating na May 2022. No? Yun lang yun sa akin.
0: Okay, so, uh, ako hopeful pa rin ako. Siyempre, ba? Ang, ang ating ideal and best case scenario dito ay magkakaroon tayo ng isang, tap tulad na sinabi ni Chris, ay isang broad coalition to constitute the opposition for this coming election. But at the same time, uh, tingin ko, kailangan pa rin nating um, maging particular about the politics of of people ano na I, that we will be you know um throwing our hats for uh, this coming uh, election so yon pero tama din yung sinabi ni Aaron eh ang mahalaga naman kasi ang demokrasya ay lagi siyang work in progress okay i mean kahit naman sinong leader ang umupo diyan ang mahalaga sa kanya ay kapag nandyan na siya he is someone or she is someone na pwede mong i-check that you can hold accountable, that you can check and balance, so to speak, right? So, for example, ay wala namang leader eh, di ba? But for example, this administration, Rodrigo Duterte, siya pwede siya perfect. I mean, really, really far from it. Pero I think the biggest flaw with this administration is that he became someone that you couldn't check anymore. Kasi nako-opt niya yung mga check and balance institutions sa politika ng Pilipinas, di ba? Meron kang supermajority sa kongreso, nakuha mo ang Korte Suprema. So, sino pang mag-check sa kanya bilang bilang isang um, uh, bilang isang pangulo or bilang isang uh, chief executive? So, the 2022 May presidential election is a very crucial battle. Pero siguro kung meron mang aral, kung meron mang lesson na iniwan sa atin itong kasalukuyang administration siyempre 2016, uh, ay yun na, na dapat ay patuloy na maging... Uh, mapagmatyag at uh, mag-work towards the continuous development of our democracy, of our democratic culture at all levels, alright? So it's just, I mean, the 20, it, sinabi ko nareiter nung 2019, kung sa anataro tayo ng malalay. pero sabiin ko ulit, this is just a battle and the war for for a genuine uh, democracy that would um Cover, cover not just our political freedom, but our economic duties as well, lar- is, is always the larger war for all of us. So, ayun. Okay, so that's it for our September wrap-up. So, syempre, gusto nating pasalamatang muli ang ating guest for today's episode, Chris Passion. Thank you very much, Chris. Baka meron kang gustong uh, i-promote sa ating mga listeners.
3: Uh, yes, no, um, sa mga listeners natin na, nasa Twitter, no, um, we're holding, um, History Space PH, no, uh, it's a Twitter space, uh, event, no, every Sunday, eh, every Saturday at eight o'clock, no, uh, Philippine local time. So you can listen in and, uh, kaming, uh question and answer, uh, portion dun sa Twitter space, so that, uh, I think. It runs maximum of four hours. Uh, <laughs> um nakatuan, no? kasi there mga ming mga naiki no and uh ako I would always say, you no, even that even when Twitter isn't uh, the reality, no, isn't the real battleground, no, when it comes to uh, disinformation no and propaganda war, no. Uh it's uh a space where we can huddle and uh really uh uh, gather our strengths no and and encourage one another para dun sa malawak offline sa labas ng and offline so um and then no um i would also like to promote our programs in sa National Historical Commission of the Philippines we have 27 um, museums no each one has its own uh, facebook pages no? so may mga efforts kami to make our programs on online so marami kaming mga webinars no uh other than that no we also ako i also partner with uh the com, we're an online um millennial uh, magazine no and we also have a podcast kaso nga lang ayun ano na kami no uh, muna kami <laughs> kasi yung editor-in-chief na but uh ayun, though know, um I share the advocacy with all our fellow historians, na doing the public history work. No, ako sa Twitter. There are others on YouTube, on on Facebook. There are even others on TikTok, no, and uh, in other platforms. do usually dominated by by uh, the historians of history. So, ayun no, daming I hope you guys, uh, our listeners would uh, look look us up and participate and amplify our voice. We just need help in amplifying uh, the social media presence of these uh, uh, friends of ours. No? Including, of course, itong ating uh, podcast. No? Uh, I know. Thank you so much.
1: Yes.
2: Alright. Maraming salamat, Chris. Thank you so and much, Chris. And sa ating Chris. mga listeners, continue to follow us on our social media pages. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and of course, YouTube, and of course, you can also visit podcast.org for more content.
0: Alright, so also, our next season is coming up very very soon, so please watch out for that, at sana ay patuloy So once again, this is podcast, and thank you for listening, and have a good day.